Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the June 15th episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. She's Kim Loftus. He's Chris Nova. Exactly. And she won't be Kim Loftus for very much longer. Nope, it's coming up fast. It is. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. I checked today as we record this podcast, and it said seven zero days. That is insane. That is crazy. I'm in the process of packing up the house. We'll get more into that in a minute. <laughs> but that's been crazy and insane, and just trying to get things together, and trying to figure out how I'm going to pack things in such a way where I'll know what the heck they are once they get there. So it's been crazy. That on top of multiple work deadlines and meetings and wedding stuff and trying to get the cake still. I mean, there's a lot of things that still need to happen. So it has been crazy. But fun. But fun. I did something not so fun, though, a couple days ago. I was trying to do multiple things at once, and I had my computer keyboard laying on the bed at the time, plugged in to the computer. Because I use a different external keyboard for the computer because I like it better. It's my nice mechanical keyboard. And it fell off the bed. I didn't think much about it. I just picked it up and put it back on the bed. And said I'll get back to you in a second computer keyboard. And continued on my merry way. Doing whatever it was that I was doing at the time. And I must have hit it with my elbow or hit the cord or something as I was moving around getting dressed or whatever I was doing. And the keyboard fell off the bed again. This time when I picked it up, the micro usb cable had come out of the keyboard and was laying on the floor when i put the micro usb back in the port was bent in the keyboard not only was the port bent in the keyboard but the cable for that micro usb was bent it was already going and it was just bent to the point of no longer being usable so i destroyed my port in my keyboard and i did not think it landed in any such way where it could have bent the cord it's been dropped before multiple times i've had it about a year I had no idea that I had dropped it to the point where I've messed up my port now. So that makes me mad because I hardly ever do that and it's just an annoying thing. Let's explain for a second about this keyboard. The majority of wired keyboards do not come apart at the keyboard. Nope. So the cable is always there. The interesting thing about this specific keyboard, and I have one of these as well, is the fact that it is both a wired and a wireless keyboard. And they had two versions. One is a micro USB connection. That's the one that Kim has. And the other one is a USB-C connection. The USB cable connects to the keyboard, and then you can plug it in as a hardware keyboard, or you can use it wirelessly via the included dongle. So you can have technically the best of both worlds now kim and i don't use it as a wireless keyboard because if you forget to turn it off and you put the keyboard down and you come back to it the next day or maybe it's the day after but it is an obscenely short time your keyboard will be dead how do you turn it on and off there's a little switch on the bottom under the space bar Oh, yeah. Okay. And you flick it to the right or to the left. I forget which direction because, again, I don't use it. <laughs> I forgot they... about the switch. I was like, how does that work? Right. So because it's a wireless gaming keyboard, 
you want the most responsive keyboard possible when you are gaming. And what a lot of wireless keyboards do is they will break the connection when you're done typing. And then when you start typing again, they will connect again. And sometimes that has loss of characters. Now, the only thing I could think of, there's a couple things. The only thing I could think of as to why the battery life in this keyboard is so poor is because it's always connected to that little receiver. So there's always a wireless connection. When you pick up that keyboard, it's like boom, boom, boom. So you want to make sure you turn that off. The other interesting thing about this keyboard is the keys light up. So Not only do they light up, but they have patterns in which they light up. And they're different colors, too. And they're different colors. Each row is a different color, I think. Right, and I think like the space bar is white, and the, mm-hmm. the keys around it are different colors. And then each row has its own color, which is kind of interesting. And the other thing that you can do with this specific keyboard is you can actually turn off the Windows and the application's keys. When I dropped my keyboard for the first time, and my keyboard was also dropped like yours was, the Windows key stopped working. And I was going to cry because there's not much you can do on the keyboard without having access to that Windows key. Yes, you can bring up the Start menu with Control Escape, but you can't do Windows D, you can't do Windows this, you can't do Windows that. It just didn't work. And then I'm like, huh, oh, the application's key's not working either. So what it allows you to do is there's a way you can actually turn off the Windows key and the application's key. Now you might be saying to yourself, self, why (laughs) do I want to turn off the Windows key? Well, if you're gaming, again, it's a gaming keyboard. So if you're gaming and you accidentally hit that Windows key and pop up the start menu when you're playing a game, that's probably not a good idea. So you can actually (laughs) hit function and windows and that will actually turn on and off the Windows slash applications key. You get both are off or both are on. So that's kind of an interesting thing. It's also a mechanical keyboard. And for those who aren't informed, explain the difference in a mechanical keyboard versus a not mechanical keyboard. The way I understand it, and I'm no expert in mechanical keyboards, but the way that I understand it is the mechanism underneath the keys gives you more of that clicky, clicky feedback when you're typing or better tactile feedback. It's not as spongy as some of the keyboards with membrane underneath the keys. And these keys, you can actually take them off and clean them, which is really kind of cool. You just pull them off, clean underneath, and pop the key back on. I think it's an absolute waste that these ports are so crappy because this was a perfectly great working keyboard until it just got knocked on its port. And now the port's too loose to put a cable into. Right, but it's micro USB, and those ports are never good on a good day. So you can actually drop a product on the micro USB port with a cable in it, and you can break the product. I did that with one of our talking phone sanitizers. It fell off the counter, and it landed on the floor on the cable, and that was the end of the talking phone sanitizer. I've been packing my house, as I said earlier. One of the things that I came across was one of my, I have two, one of my phone sanitizers in its box. So half the stuff I'm bringing, I'm actually packing up back into their original boxes. So it's really funny to realize what I have 
as I'm packing everything up. But yeah, I was upset about the keyboard. I thought it was a good lesson to share with you guys. Be careful not to drop stuff on its ports. It was a fluke. It happened to me twice in one morning, and now the port is literally too loose to put anything into it and have it stay there for more than 30 seconds. So it's an absolute shame because it's yeah, a great little keyboard. You can't charge the keyboard, so you can't even go back to the wireless and make sure you're turning on and off that switch. Yeah, exactly. It's pointless now. I've just right. ruined it. Right. So it's a shame. I'm glad we can at least recycle it and that I didn't have it for only three months before it lost its mind like this. I bet I have had it close to a year. It's been that, yes. So it's still a shame because I like it. And Chris said you'll never go back to a non-mechanical keyboard. I found one I'd like to try today when I was looking online that isn't mechanical. But I'm using one right now. It's just my old probably $40 or $35 or something wired keyboard. It is definitely a different experience. It's so flat. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it doesn't have an applications key. I'm like, what? So, you know, it's amazing what you get used to. And the keys on this keyboard are quite defined. There's no ifs, ands, or buts, or guessing. That's what I'm having struggling with now with this other keyboard that I've got. Because you get used to something and you're like, oh, yay. And now I'm like, wait, where's this key? The function keys are well placed. The six pack is well placed. The arrow keys are well placed. I mean, there's, like I said, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about this keyboard. Just don't drop it on that port and you should be okay. Yeah, so it's a good lesson, and it's a good discussion of the keyboard that we like. I will link to it in the show notes for you guys, so you can check it out yourselves if you're interested in a nice new full-sized keyboard with a numpad, and you can check it out yourself. And if you like the lights, great. And if you don't care about the lights, well, you don't have to worry about them. So. Yeah, or you can turn them off if yeah. that is a is If you can figure out how to turn them off, somehow I had mine morphing, and it was really cool. I got a million comments on how cool the keyboard was. We had a customer who actually bought one of these keyboards and she accidentally dropped it or touched it or did something and turned off the Windows key and didn't realize she turned off the Windows key. I just spoke to her today about it. She sent it back thinking that the keyboard was defective, that the Windows key was broken. And I had said to her, no, you can actually turn them off. And I explained why, and that's why I said earlier, why you can actually turn off the Windows key and the Applications key. And... She told me today she wants another one. <laughs> so she's going to go back and buy another one. And I told her, I said, they're cheaper than they were when you bought them before. So I might have to pick up a couple more of these keyboards just to have them on standby because I like them enough. And they're 49 bucks for a mechanical wired and wireless keyboard. So. I just realized I broke mine with the port, but didn't you spill coffee on one of yours and kill it? Uh-huh. <laughs> I did. And you had only had it like a month or something, so. Yeah, it wasn't cool. Uh, coffee and keyboards don't mix. A word to the wise. I was wondering why it wasn't working. It was It was multiply typing stuff on that one side, and then it finally just decided to give up the ghost on that side. And I mean, it was bad. It was like the whole QWE and then going down that whole side just stopped working. It was spectacular. Wow. But I've only had the USB-C connection. Now, I'm not willing to drop my keyboard, mm -mm. but I'm betting that that USB-C port is more durable than the micro. I pretty much guarantee it because my cord, by the time everything broke the other day, there are no little nibs on this micro USB cord anymore. 
So I guarantee you the, the port and the cord lost their minds and would have broken soon whether I dropped that keyboard or not. And the nice thing about this keyboard, I know we're singing its praises, and the nice thing about this keyboard is that it has a braided cord that comes with it. So again, she and I don't use it as a wireless keyboard. We both use it as a wired keyboard, and it's great. I've had too many bad experiences with wireless keyboards. I've had two that I absolutely love, both of which the dongle went poof. No more keyboard. Gone. Can't use it anymore. So I'm no longer using a strictly wireless keyboard. I won't do it again. Yeah, you just get a long extension cord if you need to get further away from your computer. Yeah, you just have to find a keyboard you like. Like, if the one that I liked so much had had a wired version, I would have it right now, even though it's not mechanical, because I love it. It's got a wrist rest and everything. In fact, we talked about it on a podcast episode years ago, but that's only a wireless option. Keyboards are very subjective in terms of what you like. They're like text-to-speech voices. Yes, they are. Or speakers. Or speakers. We'll get to speakers momentarily. But let's go back to packing your house or packing for your summer trip or whatever you happen to be packing for. You may be packing for something. You could be getting excited about being able to get out again and pack things. There are a number of ways that you can make this easier, and we'll touch on this some in our June class. You want to talk about that real quick? Yes. On June 24th, we will have a class at our normal 8.30 time with our now new normal Zoom meeting ID. So that's not going to change. So again, if you've been to our April or May events, you're going to use the same meeting ID. Now, what's kind of special about this one is that we are going to, first of all, be in the satellite office of the Mystic Access Palatial Palace, which would be down in North Carolina. So we're going to be together presenting this event. And What's going to be kind of fun about that is I think I'm going to be in a different room, so I don't have to hear her in stereo (laughs) and vice versa. But regardless, what we're going to talk about is traveling in this post-pandemic world and possibly compare the differences between traveling pre and traveling post-pandemic. So that'll be fun. So we'll touch on a few things like flying, what you need to do when you're in public, what you may or may not need to do, things you need to know, things to make the whole process easier. We're still not out of this thing, so it's important to know what you need to look out for. That's some of the stuff that we're going to discuss in terms of this class. But we're also going to talk about booking your flights and getting to your flights and things like that now because we've made some discoveries in the course of wedding planning and coming home and all these things we've been doing over the last couple months so we have things that we can share with you to hopefully make your plans easier in terms of that let's talk a bit now about what it could be like to potentially pack your stuff and i want to mention a couple resources here one is a bunch of canvas bags that i bought They're really sturdy, really nice. They're made out of very sturdy canvas. They're clothes bags. They have two zippers. They come together, and they're huge bags. I can get real close to all my winter wardrobe or my summer wardrobe into one of these bags. I mean, they're ginormous. (laughs) And especially if you're just doing cute little things like shorts and tank tops and things like that, you can fit a lot into these little bags. So on Amazon, they come in sets of four. At least that's what I bought was a set of four. And I can get a large majority of my clothes into these bags. 
they're very sturdy they're very nice and you don't have to worry about them falling apart you'll be able to use them for years and years and years so i'll mention those in the show notes because they're cool and i think you could benefit from those those are more for if you're packing a lot of stuff to move they're not necessarily for packing for a vacation so much but i mentioned them because they're awesome and if you wanted something for instance let's say you're moving from your winter to your summer wardrobe then something like that could be great because then you can just pile your entire winter wardrobe in one or two of these and you have it for next year and you can put it somewhere where you can find it you can put a little label or something on it that says winter (laughs) and you'll know exactly what's in there it's a cool thing chris also talked me into getting a really nice tape gun which i had never had (laughs) you want to talk about that sure for those that don't know we ship stuff (laughs) and we pack stuff in boxes sometimes although the majority of stuff we've been sending out have been in padded envelopes but what we have is a tape gun which is basically a really really nice tape dispenser and you put the really nice packing tape roll on it and you start to roll the tape across the box when you cut the tape there's a little flap of sticky tape that's still hanging off the edge and you place that onto the side of the box the edge of the box the corner going down and then you hold the two pieces of the box together and you slide the you basically unroll the tape across that open slot when you get to the other end you flick your wrist up and you cut the tape off it always makes a really really nice clean cut and it's always straight sometimes when you grab a roll of tape and you tape up a box i don't know about you but i have trouble sometimes with a straight going across so sometimes the um, tape will veer and half the box is taped shut and the other (laughs) half isn't so you got to go back over it again from the other side and this tape dispenser will actually help in that it's a really really nice straight way to put tape on the boxes so why do you like it i like it because it gives a nice straight cut i like it because it's easy to tape up my boxes once i have them done so for those reasons i really like it i think it's nice plus we're going to have a spare tape dispenser when i get home which is also nice something to add to the shipping station right so that part's nice i also Went on Amazon and got some really sturdy packing boxes. Just cardboard boxes that you unfold and you pack up. (laughs) And that was really nice. I got some large ones to actually pack stuff into. So that can be a helpful thing to do if you don't have boxes already. And you want to just make sure you get some good ones. I will link to the ones that I got on Amazon. Amazon's obviously not the only place you can shop. But it's what was handy for me at the time. I also recently got a couple things. And I won't link to these. But you can find them on Amazon. They're little foam sheets. That you can put between glass objects. And then they have these little foam pouches as well. They're a very thin foam. You're not thinking like foam rubber foam. Because that's not what these are. They're very thin. But they keep everything from getting scratched up. So there's ways to kind of pack your delicate things. I have a lot of little delicate things that I'll be packing up. That's important as well. I will give you a quick plane tip. Really quick while we're talking about storage. And putting things in their places. When you buy tags for your luggage. It could be useful to get something a little different. So get a tag that's tactile so that you can 
tell what it is. I found some unicorns the other day that I almost bought, except I'd already bought tags for my luggage. And they were really cute because they were 3D. Well, the tag obviously wasn't 3D, but the unicorn, you could feel the unicorn shape and the little horn and everything. If you just touched your tag, you'd probably know this is my luggage. So something like that can be really helpful in distinguishing your luggage from everybody else's. It's just a little tip. I had a Superman keychain that had the insignia, the obviously the Superman S. And the cool thing about that was if you told somebody that you were with, maybe it's a friend or somebody at the airport, if I told them I had a Superman thing hang off my checked luggage, they would totally know what that was. You know, so who doesn't know that insignia? There'd probably be quite a few people that don't know that insignia over the past 80 years. The other thing, too, is when packing for a flight or a trip, and some of this stuff is quite obvious, but if you're one of these people like me who does not like to check things, and I used to be a checker until I worked for Sendero. (laughs) And once I worked for Sendero, I learned not to be a checker. Because what you want to do is you want to get home. No matter how fun your trip is, when you are on your way home, the last thing you want to do is wait for luggage to get on, you know, to get deplaned and then have to find it and all this other stuff that goes along with it. You just kind of want to get home. So if you can pack lightly, you can pack lightly and you can fit a lot of stuff in your overhead compartment as well as the seat in front of you. So you have those two spots really for carry-on luggage instead of checked luggage. But you also want to keep in mind too that when you're buying your luggage, it has to be a certain size in order for it to either fit under the seat or to fit in the overhead bin. If it doesn't fit in the overhead bin, they will, what they call, curb check it. They will check it right at that point. So you got to be careful about that. And remember, ladies particularly, if you have shampoos and things in there, you got to remember you got to have the right sizes because they're not going to let you just have anything in there. They will so take you, it. They will take it. They, they will, will it. confiscate it. You do not want to be that person. <laughs> Make sure you have bought, and we'll talk more about this and how you can find this stuff in class. Make sure you bought enough of those little... Is it three ounce is your maximum? I believe it's three ounce. I think it's three ounce bottles. So those are just a few tips. And if you want to hear more on this subject matter, please join us for class. One thing I hope to talk a little more about in class is the computer bag that I purchased. Maybe we'll even mention it on the next podcast because I really like it. It's very cool. And it's another example of something you can use to assist you in packing either for a weekend trip or perhaps a convention if you're going somewhere in person this summer and you can use it for computers for braille displays all kinds of goodies it works very very nicely and it's under 45 bucks yeah i found one of those and mine wasn't under 45 bucks but i was looking for a specific laptop size and i got a rolling backpack which i've never had a rolling backpack before but it looks kind of cool actually and the one that i have had very good ratings and it also did something that was interesting when it's converted into a rolling 
suitcase, if you will, the shoulder straps get tucked away into this nice little pouch that zips closed. And when you want the shoulder straps, you unzip that thing and you flip it down and under the backpack and it kind of Velcros underneath and the bottom underneath. And it's just kind of neat. And the handle has its own little storage facility that you just plop the handle down and zip the thing over it. So it's really, really nice. I kind of like it. So it'd be interesting to see how I actually like it in traveling rather than just checking it out and taking it out of its box and and pretending like I'm putting stuff in it because I haven't put anything in it just yet. It's hard to find luggage using an online service, any online service. So it can be a little bit of a crapshoot when you get it home. But we'll talk to you more about tips for making that process a little easier (laughs) that may be useful for you. Speaking of making things easier, Honey brought me a present. So when I actually get to New York, because I'm moving, you all know I'm moving states now, I will have a present when I get there. She's got a brand new computer waiting for her. I do. Well, it's not really a brand new computer. We like to do things. Right. We like to do things on the... Shall we say thrifty side? <laughs> but with non-thrifty specs. <laughs> right, exactly. So a couple of years ago, I bought a computer from Amazon, the big A. It's an HP. It's a desktop. And it's literally a desktop. So when you say it's a desktop computer, it sits on your desk and it sits horizontal like the computers from the, let's say, the mid-90s. Where you didn't have the tower that sat on the floor, you have a physical desktop. And... My hard drive was going in it. I had a two terabyte hard drive. And I thought, okay, well, I need another hard drive. So instead of buying a two terabyte, I bought a four terabyte drive. I thought, okay, I can put this in. So I get the hard drive. And I knew that the lid of the desktop was toolless because there was a little lever that I just flipped up and pulled the whole top off. And I was able to get in there with my dirty grubby hands and play with the insides of the computer and I was able to remove my old broken hard drive without any tools. I used screwdrivers dropping these screws into the computer I did that once it's not fun and I was able to slide the hard drive out and put the new one in connect the two cables fire it up do what I needed to do windows wise and I now have a computer with four terabyte hard drive in it and um, 250 gig SSD. This computer, when I bought it, was like 350, I think. That's relatively inexpensive for a computer. It's an older computer. What they do is they call them renewed or refurbished, and they take an older computer and they put an SSD in it for the boot drive, and they put 16 gigs of RAM in it, you know, to speed up to make it so that it's not really a slouch. And it really isn't. It's got to be an Intel fourth or fifth generation. I think they're on like 10 or 11 now, but who cares? It does the job. So I was looking on Amazon and I found Kim one and it was 250. I'm like, huh, 250 for this processor. It's got an SSD in it. Same as mine. It had a one terabyte hard drive in it. We'll get to had in a minute. And it had 16 gigs of RAM. So I figured, okay, I'll buy this. And then I thought, well, she really needs more than one terabyte for storage. Because some of our audio stuff is just outrageously huge. Unbelievable, yes. 
and you don't want to run out of space when you're dealing with that kind of stuff. So I bought her, and she doesn't know this yet, a renewed hard drive. Oh, I did not know it was renewed. Yes, it was renewed. I saved about $30. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's awesome. It was the same size hard drive. It's a four terabyte drive. The computer and the hard drive pretty much came on the same day. To my extreme joy and happiness, when I opened up the box and I felt my computer in that (laughs) box, (laughs) I was like, ooh, I can get in here without tools and I know exactly what I'm doing. So that was kind of awesome. So I connected her hard drive and this computer is literally waiting for her to come. So I had an old set of speakers that I connected to this computer. They were Bose. I was excited. Until was we, excited. Yes, until we turned the knob and it went. <laughs> it sounded like fireworks going off. It was really bad. It was horrible. <laughs> so those Bose speakers are no, no longer with us. So I had another set of speakers that I had laying around. They were, you know, your standard two little satellites in your subwoofer. And... I plugged them in, turned them on. They sounded okay. They sounded fine. Yeah, they were fine. You know, whatever. They did not have a volume control on it. So I said, do you really want a set of speakers with a volume control? It really does help when you're in a house with somebody else. And And when you've got a screen reader running and possibly other stuff running at the same time, it can get really obnoxious really quickly. Exactly. You got to be respectful of your spouse. That's one of these things you and I got to learn. We have we have to uh, consider the other person because we've been living in our own houses for the last ten years, and that will no longer be the case. So, right. So you have to think of that other person. You have to think of the other person. Some of the stuff that you do when you're single in your own house, you're not going to be able to do when you are cohabitating. Nor nor should you. Right. Exactly. So we decided to look for another set of speakers. So I found a really, really cool set of speakers that I wanted her to have. It was two little satellite speakers with a subwoofer and a little pod that you could control the volume and stuff like that with. But she was reading reviews, which I didn't read, and she found that a lot of people weren't happy with them. They would stop working after X amount of time. One of them would short. They would start making fuzzy sounds through the speakers. I had this happen to a set of speakers once. It's not fun. And I thought, oh, no, no, no. Don't want to deal with that. Because it was happening like after the first week or two weeks. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you Don't, don't want to deal with that. No. And they also said they were tippy. I'm like, okay, yeah. Maybe this isn't the best idea. So I started looking because I had said to Chris, any way I can find a computer speaker with Bluetooth in it? And he said, that's going to be a lot more money, babe. And I said, okay. You know, whatever. But maybe me. I said, you know, I'm just going to look. I'm just curious. What would I be looking at? And not only did I find one, but I found one with Bluetooth 5. And not only is it a speaker, it's a sound bar. It's a little bitty sound bar. It's about 16 inches across. And a lot of people said they were putting it right behind their monitor. Or in front of their monitor. Probably in front of their monitor, I guess. And... It's a little sound bar, and it's got the volume control on it, and it's got Bluetooth 5 and auxiliary. So we're anxious to show you this little critter and see how it's actually going to work and if we like it and what we think. So you're going to get our first time out-of-the-box experience. Well, Chris's, because I want to be able to hear 
parts and pieces. But it sounds awesome, and I really hope I like it and that it's going to do what I want it to do. Oh, and did I mention, for anyone who cares, it also has three little light patterns in it as well. So, like my now broken keyboard, it has lights that you can also turn off. Right, which is kind of cool. So, yeah. between your keyboard and your lights flashing on top of the sound bar thing, I guess you got a little <laughs> disco unit over there. Totally. And it wasn't a lot of money. It was under 50 bucks. Yeah, and I think there was a coupon, too, that you could have at the time. Mm-hmm. There was. So, we'll be anxious to see how this little soundbar works. It's USB-powered. Now, what I'm a little confused about, and we won't know until it comes, is is that also going to be the, quote, USB sound card, if you will, for it? So, does it need just the USB connection, or do you have to run a three and a half millimeter from your existing sound card into the auxiliary jack? So that'll be interesting to see how that works. So we are going to pause for a little bit and we are going to, because the speaker should arrive momentarily, Very soon. Yep. but it's not here just yet. Okay, so we're gonna pause here. So the speakers have now arrived. And Chris has switched to his phone to facilitate yeah. this process. <laughs> right. So we're going to do an unboxing of the speaker. Yay. Now, it came in a plastic bag, which was kind of nice because it was starting to rain outside. And it is in a nice long box. By long, it's probably from fingertip to elbow. It's not very long. So I'm opening this. Frustration-free packing. So there it is. There is the sound bar. I'm going to try and move the keyboard out of the way. Put the box down. It's, it's supposed to look really nice, too. It feels really nice. what the reviews have said. Yeah, it feels really nice, actually. Okay. What we have is a sound bar. We have a permanently attached, okay, that answers that question. <laughs> We've got a permanently attached USB cable, which splits off into a, on the other end, it's a USB. So that again is for probably power. And then there's a three and a half millimeter jack. Uh -huh. So that is how that works. So it has to go into aux and into a USB. Yes, it does. And the front is all speaker. I mean, this is a nice little sound bar. The other thing this has on it is plastic on the feet. So you can peel off the plastic on the feet, and you can set it on your computer. I like it already. And the volume knob, if you will, is on the side, and it kind of gives a little old-fashioned stereo type of feedback when you're turning the knob you sure can't hear it but you can mm -hmm. feel that it clicks you can also press the button and it does something now it's probably bluetooth it's a good point it's probably how you do bluetooth now what i'm going to do is i'm going to show you what kim's computer sounds like before <laughs> this thing's plugged in Oh, goody. So, 
The oh, neat wow. about Kim's computer is like my computer, and I've never seen this before. It might be common. I haven't before this computer. I haven't had a desktop in forever, so I was really surprised when the little guy had a built-in speaker, which I think is really nice. Now, I'm going to plug in the cable to the computer, and we're going to plug in the USB power. Now, that's actually cool, because if Kim decides to turn off her computer and not put it into sleep mode... <laughs> that's another soapbox and another story that we won't go into right now. <clears throat> Exactly. So this will actually turn off the power when the computer is off. Now, let's pull this computer out from the desk a little bit. And we're going to plug it into the jack, if I can find it. And I want to say it's that one here. We can plug it into... I think it's that lower jack. I could be wrong. So this is strictly the USB, correct? No, the aux. I'm plugging in the aux. To the computer itself? Yes, that's where you got to. Now I'm going to plug in the USB power. So I couldn't use aux headphones with this no. speaker. Okay. Now it made a little sound. That's hot. It made a little sound when you plugged it in. Okay. I don't know if you heard it or not. I didn't. What was it? A little pop or a little ding? A little chime. A little oh, chime. really? Wow, yeah. that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Now. Yes, button. Avast premium security for a 43. Oh, wow. <laughs> Program manager. Start button. Type here to search button. Talk to Cortana button. Task view button. Running applications toolbar. Avast premium Microsoft Edge 12. Speed is my the global. Loading complete. App bar toolbar. Listen to that. Even that sounds nice. So now... Let's find some royalty-free music. <laughs> yeah, right. Classical music. Main landmark. Clickable search filter stop. Clickable best... Clickable new copyright music from SoundCloud heading level 3 lane. Link clickable link audio library music for content creators. Link clickable. List with two items. Link adventures. Ahamitsu. No copyright music. Out of link clickable link audio library music for content creators. Visited. Visited. Sounds pretty awesome to me. It does, actually. I see one come another one coming into this house. Uh oh. Or I see myself flowers by Tokyo Music Walker. Or I see myself stealing this one and getting another one. <laughs> Are you stealing my speaker? I'm bite. That sounds really good. It really does. Over you by off. And the volume is a nice knob. That's nice. I like this. I wonder how you start the Bluetooth? Because I was just thinking that volume button, when you press it, that's probably for the lights. It might be for the lights. A magical journey through space. It doesn't look like there's any other buttons on it. For me personally, I could care less about Bluetooth for this. Having said that, I was going to say front, that sounds awfully darn good. I think I do. <laughs> on the front, though, it looks like there's a headphone jack. 
Oh! So you could actually plug in a set of wired... That's really nice. USB. It is really nice. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to move this on top of the computer. Okay. First light. It's a little bit large lengthwise bigger. However, this will actually fit with this current desk configuration. It's actually fits Summer right there on top of the computer. You can leave this on top of the computer like that and there's enough room. That sounds very good. Mitsubachi by Smith the Mister. That's neat. It's giving us little tape. I was going to say, is that is that the YouTube thing talking? Yes. Uh-huh. What I want to do Overthinking. is by Ryushin. I want to turn this off. I want to turn this computer off because I want to see if you can hear that startup chime. Shut down Windows. Restart. Shut down. I'm going to shut it down completely. And the computer's about to shut off. And it just did. Now I'm going to turn the computer back on and let's see what it does. There we go. Hey, that's wicked. So there you go. Six ratio three zero Wednesday. Even that sounds good. Even that sounds blank. Yeah. I forgot my list. Switch to WI list. Switch to WI ease of access button. Power button. Sleep. Shut. Restart. Shut. But what I actually have is this 5.1 surround sound that I don't really use. And, and for most of my computing tasks, I do use just that little built-in speaker that comes with case. And you can hear it shut off. It made a little click sound. Yeah, I heard the little click. Kind of shut off. I so, like that very much. I am very happy with that purchase. So we're making a little insert because since the receiving of the speaker, we've learned a few things about it. Yes, we have. We have learned that Kim no longer has a speaker. <laughs> we kind of knew that already, but we've definitely cemented that fact. Because she's not here yet, I walked into the office and I snatched the speaker. And it is now officially on my desk until or if I decide to give it back to her. He also dropped my new keyboard. Same one we've been talking about throughout this entire podcast. Two of my keys are missing. So I'm going to get yet another new keyboard. Or he's going to find my keys and make sure they're back on right. Or you're going to get another keyboard because one of the lights is broken on the keys. You broke my lights? <laughs> I turned off your lights, okay? I'm not okay. letting him touch my keyboard anymore. Okay. I have the speaker hooked up to my computer. Okay. And I can verify that by going like this. I just That's my speaker using eloquence. What we want to do is we found out a couple things. The lights... They, they call it breathe mode, and it's at the bottom of the speaker on the front, and they're going through all the different colors of the rainbow. And if you want to turn them off, you double-click the volume button. It goes to a stationary color, and then you double-click the button again, and I believe they turn off. I think there's three. I think there's three and an off. So I, I think we're missing. Oh, there's a, there's a play to the music light one, I too, I think. Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. I thought there were three and then off, but I could be wrong. Anyway, that's how you turn them off. Yep. Now, in order to go to Bluetooth, press and hold the volume button for approximately two to three seconds. Now, this was not in the manual. It was very, very confusing. So I'm going to press and hold the volume button. I'm going to turn it up, actually, too. I'm going to press and hold it. One, two, three. Got you hear that, that beautiful sound? 
Now I'm going to turn on my iPad when well, my iPad's actually on. I'm going to go into Bluetooth settings. Open Bluetooth settings. Here is Bluetooth. I'm going to go down to the bottom of the screen. Other devices, heading. In progress, heading. In progress, heading. Other devices, in progress, heading. In progress, heading. Other devices, in progress. Alert, right. connection unsuccessful. Make sure my light zero zero. Okay. Well, I don't care. I want the other in progress, heading. Thank you. In progress. Other devices, heading. In progress, in progress, heading. In progress, heading. Other devices, in progress, heading. In progress, it's heading. not finding it. Maybe press and hold again. Let's see what it does. One, two, three. Okay, now I'm gonna check and verify if that went back to the computer. I it did. So we're gonna try this again. Press and hold the volume button. One, two, three. You can kind of hear a little bit of Bluetooth. You can hear a little bit quick. In progress. Other devices. In progress. In progress. Heading. Other devices. In progress. In progress. Heading. Now we had this happen one time before. Where it was being kind of weird like this. Other devices. In progress. In progress. Heading. Settings. Maybe turn Bluetooth off and on on your phone or your iPad. Get away from my brain. I think that's part of my new job description. SK010. It's connected. Now there was a little chime there, and it didn't kind of got noise canceled out a little bit. But there's a pretty little chime there. Yeah. So I can turn up my volume here. My I can turn up the volume on the knob. My and now let's try play music. Playing all songs from Apple Music. Now, if I want to pause it, I can just tap the volume button. It takes a second. There it is. It's now paused. You pause to unpause it, you go like this. You just tap the volume button. It takes a second or two. Try it again. I came upon a road to kill the Okay, that is not a Christmas song. <laughs> so, if I want to get out of Bluetooth, I press and hold the volume button for the three seconds. And we are now back to the computer. So let's press and hold the volume button one more time. And it is now connected to the iPad. Once and you again. got to hear the chime really well, too. It just instantly reconnected. Yes. So if you don't want it to do that, next time you turn it on and have your iPad in range, you want to make sure you forget that device. Right. So I'm going to use this, my new speaker, as a desktop speaker. So I'm going to turn the Wait, there's one other thing you need to show them, which is what happens when you turn your volume on your speaker up all the way. When you turn the volume up all the way... It probably has to be playing something. Let me see. I doubt you're going to be able to really hear it. It's kind of like a busy signal. Yeah, I think I did hear it. 
Yeah, it's very, 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 very faint. It's not anyway. Really... It's like some Bluetooth speakers that you get in that when you turn it up all the way, it makes a little sound that says "Ah, oh, that's as far as you right. go." Yeah, it's kind of cool. I wonder. Let me see something. I want to press and hold. Go back to my computer. And it's now back to my computer. I'm going to verify this. I lift this top one. There we go. Now I'm going to turn this all the way down. Let's see if I can still hear it. No, you cannot. So there is a way to turn it all the way down. But you just flip the volume knob and... I lift this top one. You're back in business. So you're doing all this with one knob. You double press it to change the different light modes. You press and hold it to Bluetooth pairing mode. And you press and press again to pause and play. Yep. Well, it's a multi-function knob. So thanks for listening to this mishmash of an episode. We hope there was something in here for you, from keyboards to packing to speakers. Hopefully there's something in here you liked. And as Chris said, the next episode will be recorded from my front porch. So hope you will join us for that one. I think we're going to call it the front porch edition. I think we will. That sounds just about right. Bye. You get to hear my birdies and my chimes and all those fun things you hear on a southern front porch. Exactly. So bye, everybody. Bye. The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. If you are blind or visually impaired and desire to discover how our comprehensive products and services may support and empower your assistive technology journey, we welcome your visit at www.mysticaccess.com. Have a question or wish to place an order via phone? Call us at 716-543-3323. If you have something to share about this podcast episode, press 4 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at info at mysticaccess.com. Connect with us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mysticaccessempower. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Your friends and colleagues may listen and subscribe at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy our episodes, consider leaving us an iTunes rating and review. Your comments are greatly appreciated. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for being a listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode.